Chapter 35 My Father, My Monster So soon after the meeting with the Father, McIntosh began receiving calls from several people who were claiming to be his half-brothers and half-sisters. One of them is a lady called Cindy, who wanted to meet McIntosh so bad. Having heard of him, and having seen a picture of him on a newspaper with his father. So Cindy called several times to arrange a meeting and they did arrange a meeting. But on several times, McIntosh cancelled the meeting because he got cold feet. But eventually, after several tries, they managed to get a meeting and he went to see Cindy. And when he got there and they met, they wasted no time in relating stories of how they grew up, how Macintosh grew up and how they grew up. And shortly after Macintosh tells them the story of how he grew up, Cindy says, you had it better. So then he wonders, how can you say that? He was hurt. You don't know the pain my sister and I went through. That's just a fraction of what we enjoyed. Still, they seemed unfazed. They told me that they envied the car I drove and were proud of the level of education I had attained. If you'd been raised anywhere near our father, you'd never, ever have gone to university. You'd only be driving that car in your dreams. He didn't see the value of sending any of us to university. He thought it would be brainwashing us into working for white people. That's something he resents. That's very short-sighted of him, I replied. Being educated gives you a better chance of choosing what to do with your life. You can choose not to work for anyone or you can use work as a stepping stone to set up your own business. I have nothing against working. As the eldest of all my father's children, Cindy started describing their childhood. Our father never looked after us. As kids, we dreamed of being taken shopping. My mother acted out a living selling cookies. She raised us with the help of her grandmother. Things only got better when my mother started rearing chickens and selling eggs. Years later, she got a sewing business going. My father came home from Devon only once a year in December. Later, he came home every six months, then every three months. Then he started showing up every month. That must have been an improvement, I remarked. Cindy shook her head. We used to run and hide whenever he came home. He beat us for almost anything. When we came out of hiding, he sometimes gave us a bit of cash and sent us to buy something in a nearby shop. When we got home, all the doors would be locked. My mother would be screaming at the top of her voice as he beat her brutally. The neighbors would bang on the doors to get him to stop. Sometimes they broke down the doors to save her from being killed. My mother was just a punching bag to him, and he constantly insulted her. He still calls her names even now. His latest word is slut. I wondered how any woman could possibly put up with such treatment. It reminded me of the time my father beat my mom with a shambok. Beating women must have been his habit. He'd learned it from his parents, he told me. His father used to beat up his mom. So it would seem that 
even the other half brothers and sisters were going through their own journey of hell with the father they say he would beat up their mother he would lock her up and beat her up and the neighbors would come knocking at the doors trying to open the doors so that they could save the lady from the beating so apparently they say he must have learned this from his parents because his father used to beat up his mother and that doesn't justify it anyhow but then it seems that abuse is something in the family lineage they told me they sometimes hid until my father went off to visit friends we did whatever we could to avoid a confrontation that would result in a beating sia showed me the scar on his head he was close to tears as he spoke they had both been beaten until they were hospitalized he said even now my father and i come close to blows when we see each other i finally got tired of his bullying and decided to talk back when he tried it i feel he hates me the most of his children but there was nothing good about him i was beginning to learn he was flawed beyond redemption despite all the disappointment i decided it was best to forgive him i still hoped he would eventually say sorry but my siblings shook their heads i was expecting the impossible they wanted apologies from him but they knew it would never happen when i got up to leave Cindy warned me to get used to hearing crime stories about my father. Every family member has a story to tell, she said. And none of them are happy ones, I'm afraid. My father, my monster.